Let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 15. And this morning we had an incredible first service. Incredible first service. You know, incredible first service turning point. But this morning I'm talking to you is that, why is my prayer not working? I mean, this is something I've studied, I've asked, I've studied, I've studied, you know. And I'm just hoping that you would also be blessed and receive this. Matthew chapter 15 in verse 21. So if this is the first Sunday you're coming to church in a while, or maybe this is the first service, you might want to go to YouTube and get the, you know, the background because I'm not going to be able to go backwards. I will just continue from where I'm teaching from. So Matthew chapter 15 verse 21. I want to listen to this progression. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Ty and Sidon. And there a woman of Canaan, this was a non-Jewish woman, came out of the same coast and cried to him saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. See what she said? Take note of the words. He says, Have mercy on me, O Lord. He says, Have mercy on me, O Lord. Why? He says, Thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And he answered and not a word. And the disciples came and said, besought her, send, besought him, saying, send her away. For she cries after us. The Bible says, and he answered and said, I am, I am not sent. And this is the response of the woman. He says, I am not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. This woman came to Jesus Christ with a prayer request. And Jesus Christ said, that prayer request can be granted because it's outside my spiritual jurisdiction. And I'm saying so because many of you don't realize that the way you pray is actually very important if you're going to get results from your prayer. This woman came to Jesus Christ and says, this is my need. And just because of the way she prayed, Jesus Christ said, this first thing you're praying is outside the covenant. And the reason why was this, when Jesus came on earth, a foremost ministry was to the Jews, but by dying, it brought us, it brought us that were non-Jews into the covenant. That's what it did. It brought the non-Jews into the covenant. So this woman said, please heal me. And did you notice something? The woman said something. He said, have mercy on me. And why do you pray the prayer of mercy? The prayer of the mercy is the prayer you pray. Why you know that there's no justification to have what you're asking for. You don't have that moral right to ask what you're asking for. So it's asking for mercy. She herself understood that as a daughter of Canaan, a non-Jew, what she was asking for might be outside your rejection. So she came on the platform of mercy. She came on the platform of mercy. I've said this many times, I'll say it again. What's the difference between mercy and grace? Grace gives you what you don't deserve. So we don't deserve salvation. Grace gives that to us. We don't deserve um, the Holy Spirit. Grace gives that to us. What is mercy? Mercy averts what you deserve. What is mercy? Mercy says you should. So this is what mercy is. So this is what grace. Let me describe it another way. So grace gives you what you don't deserve. So I look at this brother boy here. And I said I'm going to give you a brand new car. And there's no reason why I should do that for him. Because I barely know him. That's grace. I've shown him grace. I've given him what he doesn't deserve. But what is mercy? The brother here. Mercy and mercy makes sure what you deserve does not come to you so this brother here went to commit a crime so he literally stole a hundred million from first bank and they were going to jail him and you know what i stepped in there and said first bank i will pay back your hundred million please don't jail him so they refused it so they stopped the person of jailing him what he has done he has received mercy he should be jailed naturally but mercy has stopped the what the consequences of that action that is mercy so that's the difference between grace and a similar difference between mercy. I mean, we can go deeper in it. So the woman says that, you know, naturally this is not what I deserve, but we deserve something else, but we're asking for mercy. Now look at what the Bible says. The Bible says here, the Bible says that, we're just Christian, that I'm not sent but the lost sheep of the house of Israel, verse 24, that she came and worshipped him saying, Lord help me. Verse 26 says, and he answered and said, and he answered and said, it is not meat for the children's bread. It is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. Very, 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 very... They were speaking in parables. You know, he, what he was saying was that, listen to me, the people that own these things are the Jews. You are a non-Jew. I cannot give you the children's bread. He, you know, and just seeing the negotiation in prayer and, and cast to the dogs. And she said, true Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Ah! As soon as she did that, what she did that she began to move into different dimensions of prayer 
At one point, she was asking for mercy. At another point in verse 22, the Bible says she came and worshipped him. She moved into another dimension of prayer. And she, she came and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. As soon as she said that, he said, Lord, what I'm saying is that I know I'm not worthy of the bread. That's why I'm asking for mercy. That there are crumbs that fall on the table. I want to notice the protocol in prayer. That as it was praying about one thing, it wasn't going the way she wanted. She was switching at methodology or the approach she had in prayer. What most of us would do is that if we pray about something and it's not exactly what we want, we even say it's not the will of God, it's not this. And sometimes what we have to do is to become very dynamic in the place of prayer and begin to apply specific spiritual laws and make a progressive. So what I'm saying is this. You can't just say that someone says, okay, why is prayer that difficult? I, I can just pray and God will answer. In fact, why do I want to pray? If God knows what is in my heart, why should I pray? Very simple. I'm going to call Uvia. Uvia, please come. Uvia, please come. You can have this microphone. I can share my microphone with you. Okay, so you have this flat in London and um, you rented it to me and um, the water pipe broke in London. That means you have to fix it, right? I want you to do it. Yes. You have to fix it. Good. Will you, just because it's your house, send the plumber with the extra key and enter my house and fix it? Is that what you would do? Say that again. If you have to fix it, I'm living there, I'm paying rent, I'm your tenant. Will you, because it's your house and the pipe, the, the, the plumbing work, works is broken, will you just send the plumber to go ahead and fix it and give him the extra key? Or you ask him to open the door? And... No, you have to open the door for him. Really? Yeah. But you're the owner of the house. Why can't you do that? Because you live there, so I need your permission to get in. Oh, you need my permission to get in? Yes. That's why we pray. Why do we pray? God has given us the flats. God has given us what? The flats. Every time there's something wrong in the flat, he cannot just come into the flat with extra key and come and what? Enter the flat. He will ask that you give me permission. Prayer is permitting God to do what we want. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because a lot of people say things like, oh, no, 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 no. What? How come God knows my mind? He knows I need the healing. He knows I need this. Listen to me. If God can force his will on you, you will be born again by force. So God says, no, no, no. That's not how it works. So God says, I'm the owner of the house. I've given you the house to stay in. Now, if you want something, invite me. How do you invite me? You invite me by praying. This is why we pray. So, prayer is authorizing God. So, when I say, oh, landlord, you can send the plumber. This is the key. I'm saying, I'm opening up my life and say, go ahead and do what you want to do. So, that's why we pray. Because God does not hijack people and, you know, just put himself on people. That's not what God does. That's not what God does. So this is very powerful today. So that's why we pray. So I was explaining the concept here, how this woman was praying and how, so for prayers to be effective, there are certain principles, there are certain things. So we understood why we pray. Why is it effective? There are certain principles. You can't just say, I've said it, let God do it. No, even though God is going to come into your life, it's going to come on certain terms. Most likely, when the plumber is coming, I'm going to ask him, can you ask someone to be at home to supervise the work of the plumber so that in case something gets missing, you don't say, it's the plumber that I sent that stole it, so they are praying to gather prayer. Let me give you something. Where's Yinka? Yinka, come. This is how prayer is. So, think of prayer as a checking transaction. I give you a check. So, I give you a check. Where, where's the checkbook? You didn't, you didn't bring the checkbook? Okay, that's fine. I, I give you a check. So, so I'm the one that gives you the check. So I give you this check for anybody that works in the bank here, and you do this kind of transaction. Anybody here? You, you do. Please come, 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 come. You know, can I get a microphone for her? Good. Just go this way. Just this way. You can just give Yinka the microphone. I will take you from there. Thank you so much, ma'am. Fantastic. Okay, do you need some help? It's wonderful. So this is good. This is what prayer looks like. So in the place of prayer, we're, it's almost like we're presenting a check. So we're presenting a check. So you present it. So you need to get a microphone. Present the check to her. Yes, you can, have the, you can have the microphone. So present the check to her. So there's money in the account. We already know that this person's a billionaire. There's money in the account. Will you honor this check just looking at it? Can you put on the microphone, ma'am? The microphone. I, I think it's a microphone I need to put on. Yeah. No, sir. You will not have the check. But this guy has, how much is on the check? Five million, right? 500,000. 
Is it 500,000 or 5 million? 500,000. 500,000. So, but this guy has 10 million in the bank. You will not honor the check? Yes, sir. Why won't you honor it, man? There is no date. There is no date. This guy's going to be like, what do you mean? What's going on here? You see, if he likes, if he shouts you tomorrow, he still wouldn't get the money because the way the check works, it has to be dated. There is a way prayer works. There is a way prayer works. So you give him back the check and you know, he said, go and put the date. So he clearly goes and goes and put the date. But this is what will happen. When we go to prayer and the, when prayer bounces, because like check bounces, when prayer bounces, we go to say God is not faithful. But when your check bounces and you have money in the bank, why do you not say the bank is not faithful? You go to the bank and inquire what is wrong with my check. How come with prayer, you don't do the same? How are you easy to conclude? God is not faithful. God is not kind. God is not this and that. Have you put the check? Have you put the date there? You bring, 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 bring back the dates now. So, will you honor it right now? He's put the date now. Look through it again. Look through it again. Will you honor yes, it? Sir. You still will not honor it? Yes, sir. Now, this is frustrating. He said, why won't you honor it again? I have to confirm from the owner of the check. From the owner of the check. But I, there's something else I see here. I want to read the wordings. I don't know if you can read. It doesn't matter. Oh, I want to read the wording. There, li- there is a limit. There's a limit. Yes. <sighs> These things are difficult. Then you know something I noticed also from the check. The word says pay uh-huh. huh? five million, five million naira, but the amount in figures is five hundred thousand. Oh, the amount in figures says five million naira. The word, the, the sorry, the figure says five hundred thousand. Yeah, five hundred thousand. Michael, I thought you would be helping me here. You know, the, the amount in figure says five hundred thousand. The the figure says five million naira. See, it's not about him having money in their bank account or a billionaire giving him the check. It's the fact that the way the check is designed. Let me show you the check. Can you come, can you come closer? Can you see it? Just for those who are watching online. Can you see it? So the way the check is designed, it can work. The way your prayer is designed, maybe it can't work that way. Because you look at this check now. Now, the figure says 5 million naira. The words, um, the 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 the, the the word says 500,000. The... What's going on today? <laughs> that says I don't go to the bank at all. What? Tell me. The figure says 500,000 there. The word says what? 5 million there. No matter how much I have, this check will not go through. It, you can get angry at the counter, you can shout on the counter, you can dance on the counter, you can tell them you're a billionaire, but the way you've written the check, that check will not work. Could that be the way you're praying? And you're saying that, and, and all of a sudden you conclude in your heart, this bank is useless. The bank is not useless, you just do not use the checkbook. Before you conclude that God is not faithful, God is not kind, God, you just don't know how to use prayer. Instead of you, and you know the amazing thing, instead of you to slow down and say, let me then out to you, we get so upset. I'm not going to church again. I will never fast again. God is so unfaithful. Before you make this conclusion, can you slow down and say, what is wrong with my check? And let's fix it. That's what we're teaching today. What is wrong with my check? What's wrong with my prayer? Why is my prayer not working? Thank you very much. Thank you. Let's appreciate my sister. Thank you so much. And my brother, thank you so much. So, why is my prayer not working? Let's look at... So, <laughs> this is really good. <laughs> this is really good. <laughs> this is really good. Mm, this is really good. Luke chapter 18 verse, verse 9. I, I just love the scripture I'm reading already. Luke chapter 18 verse 9. Luke chapter 18 verse 9. It's a long reading. We're going to read five verses. You're going to indulge me. Um, I know you're in Luke chapter 18 verse 9. I mean, you can stay there, but I want to read a scripture to you in Ephesians 5 verse 18. Um, in James 5 18. It says, the effective, the effectual fervent prayer of what? A righteous man. Someone say righteous man. So, so just hold on a minute. Just go to, yeah. Um, maybe go to verse 16. Where, where, where am I? Verse 16 or 17. Help me look for the verse quickly. It might be just one or two verses before it. Is it there? So see what it says. It says, so James tells us, because James was a man of prayer, he said the prayer that works, this is how it works. Number one, it's effectual, it's fervent, and it's for one, it's based on the righteousness. We're going to talk about that just now. 
So, one of the things that makes prayer works is that it's based on what? Righteousness. Say, prayer that works is based on righteousness. Most people don't be pray based on righteousness. It's like writing the check without a date. Let's see what prayer on righteousness looks like. Luke chapter 18, verse 9. Luke chapter 18, verse 9. This is how we pray. And, and you know the thing? This is how most Christians pray. People that are not very strong Christians don't pray this way. These are the older Christians pray. All of you that are older Christians that don't see results, this is why your prayer doesn't work. All the people that have been Christians for a while and don't see results, this is why it doesn't work. Look at this. Look to the 18 verse 9. And the Bible says, And he spake a parable unto them, unto them which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. See what it says. Verse 19. Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one was a Pharisee, a very godly person. And the other was a publican, a sinner. And the Pharisee stood... Thus with himself and say, God, I thank thee. I am not as this other man, an extortioner, unjust, adulterer, or even as the publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithe of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar up, and the, he said, and I give tithe of all that I possess. Verse 13. And the publican standing afar off could not even lift up himself. The publican was like, oh God, I, I, I don't even know if I can talk to you. I, I don't even know if you, you know, but I know you are good and kind. I, I don't even know if I'm worth your mercy. As much as lift up his hand unto heaven. He says, he smote upon his chest saying, God, be merciful to me. I know I'm a sinner. Then just Christ says something in verse 14. I told you. This man went to his house justified. He said, Jesus, he said I told you. He said, I told you. This man went down to his house justified rather than the other for everyone that exalts himself shall be abased and he that humbles himself shall be exalted what am i saying one of the reasons why we fail in prayer is this prayer must be based on his righteousness not our righteousness this is how we pray father and i've been serving you i've been serving you ah i tithe i go to church every sunday I never miss anything. NLP, Monday to Friday. And this is my 38th birthday. And I'm not married. And you're looking at me. What else should I do? Father, and you know I'm serving you. You pray as if your good work is the reason why God should answer your prayer. Let me tell you something. I agree with you. But the challenge is this. So this is, your, this is what you say. Father, I'm an usher in church. I attend every Sunday. I tithe. I give extra offering. I'm preaching. I'm even, I even serve as a leader. You've said all the good things. What about last night that you masturbated? What about the other time you lied? If God will judge you by your work, it will judge you by good and bad works. That's not how we pray. So we say, Father, with all I've done, with all I've done, ladies and gentlemen, what have you done? We keep, we, we keep praying. We keep, see, we See, let me tell you something. It's not a smart thing to tell God to answer your prayer based on works because you will not be qualified. You know why? For every 10 things you've done, you've done 100 things to mess it up. For every 10 great things you've done, you've done 100 things to mess it up. You say, I'm a tighter. Did you tie to the cover? What about the month you missed the tight? What about when it came last? You say, Father, with all the good things I've done. But you, you lost your virginity to someone. You had sex outside marriage. No, sir. He says the prayer of a righteous man. See, when we pray, I'm not saying be beggarly. No, no, that's what I'm saying. When we come to God in prayer, this is how we pray. We're not basic praying based on ourselves because it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. What are we praying for? We're praying based on the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So this is what we say, Father, I come in the name of Jesus. What does it mean? Oh, well, this is what it means. It's not about me, Lord. It's not about what I can do. It's about Jesus Christ. That he died for me. Left to me, I'm nothing. But because of him, I'm something. I come based on the offering of Jesus Christ. That's why I'm here. That's why Jesus Christ said, every time you pray, is it pray in what? In what? In my name. Come, what do you do? Come in my authority. I mean, most of you think we are praying through Jesus. That's not the prayer. He said, pray in my name. This is why we, we blow it all the time. People say, Father, you see, and this is where Christians blow it. How many of you have prayed that way before? Be honest. Raise up your hands. 
Wave. Stop lying in the house of God. Don't complicate the prayer. You're already, you're lying there. You pray that. Wave, wave your hands. Wave, 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 wave. Everybody has prayed like that before. Father, me. What don't I do for you? What about the other one you do for Satan? He said, Father, why, why, why am I not pregnant? I fasted 21 days. You know, because it's almost as if you think that all of these things can buy answered prayers. Listen to me. Answered prayer is a right we have in Christ Jesus based on this finished work, not based on our own works. Someone say hallelujah. Someone say hallelujah. So, that's why when you hear me, listen, if you don't attend next level prayer, you miss a lot. That's why, because in next level prayer, you don't just pray, you learn how to pray. You will hear me say, based on the finished work of Christ. I'm not saying because we are praying. I don't say because we are sweating. Someone say, Father, look at my sweat. It's not because of the sweat. It's based on the finished work of Christ. Because of Christ. You know why? If there's someone that the Father can never say no to, it's Jesus Christ. Because you can never say no to Jesus. This is why I'm praying. And that's what the Bible says. Jesus Christ said in John 11, He said, Father, I thank you for you always hear me. Somebody say, Hallelujah! Yeah. And all of you that feel so righteous, let me just remind you that sometimes your thoughts are impure. Because you feel like, God, I don't have all those things. I don't have those things. What about, what about the sins of omission? We know sins of omission. There are sins you commit, there are causes of commission. There are sins of omission. Sins like things you don't. You didn't pray as much as you should pray. That's the sin of omission. You forgot to be grateful to God. That's the sin of omission. Don't put yourself in trouble. Don't say, Father, with everything I've done, why am I not pregnant? With everything I've done, why am I not married? With everything, why don't I have the promotion? No, 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 no. Say, Father, based on what Christ has done. Based on what Christ has done. You know what? That keeps you in a place where you are not proud. That keeps you in a place where you are dependent on the offering of what Christ has done. Lift up your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Say one more time, say, thank you, Jesus. Based on what Christ has done. I see people do it all the time. They say, Father, look at me. Who are you? The Bible says, the Pharisees say, I fast twice in a week. I don't commit this. I don't commit that. He says, I give tithe of everything. And Jesus Christ said, nah. Once you pray and you're boasting that way, it's a no prayer. Because why? James chapter 5. Let's go back to that scripture again. James chapter 5. Verse 16. Let's go back to that scripture again. James chapter 5. What does he say? It says, the effectual fervent prayer of what? Of a righteous man. Who is a righteous man? A righteous man is the one who God imputed righteousness. Romans chapter 3. Because righteousness is the gift. It's not what we earn. He said, Father, this, this is the most terrible one I've heard. Father, I'm not married and I've kept myself as a virgin. I'm a virgin. I'm a virgin. As if God says, once you're this virgin, you'll not be married. Because in human mind, you think that helps God. And some people say, God is punishing me because of this. And God says, based on Calvary. So the, when it's based on the finish work of Calvary, what you have or what you don't have does not matter. All that matters that Jesus Christ is on your behalf. What an assurance. What an assurance. Someone says, you know, I, I had HIV because I, I slept with a girl. I was careless. I was not my wife. That's the thing. It's not being the what you've done or what you've not done. Christ is not interested in history. He just says, receive healing. Someone says, I had an abortion and this and this and this. That's not the point right now. Christ says, receive history. Why? The sins and iniquity, I will remember no more. Nothing will hold answer prayers like guilt. Why? Anywhere there's guilt, there can't be faith. Nothing withholds answered prayers like guilt. Why? Anywhere there's guilt, there can be faith. Do you, do you know anywhere there's guilt, there can be faith? I, I said the story some time ago, and I will say it again. During next level prayer, one of the mornings, you know, and this is very powerful. Next level prayer, one of the mornings, one, I, I was praying, and the Lord showed me a lady that couldn't get pregnant. And I said, lady, um, you can get pregnant and the reason why you think that God is punishing you because you did an abortion and God says I should tell you that he has forgiven your sins and he's not punishing you and the lady wrote me that same day and said it's amazing how God knows my thoughts that it's me three months after, about three months after she wrote me and said I'm pregnant 
And, you know, I was sharing the story again in the next level. And she wrote me back and said, oh, that was nine months ago. That was nine months ago. I actually have, I actually have my child. What changed? The, the moment she thought God was against her, Satan took that thought to use to block her blessing. Because when you think God is against you, how do you do answer prayers? How many of you are here? And the reason why you can't have faith for something is that you live in guilt. You really, you're, you're guilty. You said, how can God do this? Because you're guilty and God is saying, the more you feel guilty about receiving, the more you can receive. Because answer prayer is based on righteousness. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. 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 Let's, let's look at Mark chapter 11. I'm going to close right now. Mark chapter 11. Um, Mark chapter 11 quickly. Verse 23. I'm going to close soon. Not right now. Mark chapter 11. So the first thing about, uh, we'll learn about prayer. The prayer that is answered is praise on righteousness. The prayer that is answered is specific. Yes. Mark chapter 11 verse, verse 23. Mark chapter 11 verse 23. Oh yeah. And I'm going to stay, this is where I'm going to stay a lot. And very I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things he say come to pass, he shall have whatsoever I say it. Now, verse 24 is what I'm going to. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever, what happens? What things soever you do, what? Did you notice that it was so specific? It says, what things soever you desire. The reason another law in answer prayer is the law of specific outcomes. He says, what things soever you desire. Most of us pray, but we are never specific. Jesus Christ saw a man that was blind. He looked at the man. He said, what do I do for you? Someone says, dummy, he's blind. What else do you want to do for him? But Jesus Christ doesn't answer like that. And he's not a dummy, by the way. Listen to me. Jesus Christ knew him, but was asking, what do you want me to do? You have to ask specific questions. Why? The reason why is that if you don't have specific questions, you can have specific answers. If you don't have specific requests, you can have specific solutions. Let me give an example. Someone is praying for your husband. Or someone is praying for, let's say he's praying for um, capital. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I want capital. I receive capital in Jesus' name. What you really need in your business is about 150 million. So as you pray that prayer, someone came to you and gave you one million for your business. It doesn't even occur to you that God has answered your prayer. You know why? Because in your mind, what will one million do? 150 million. But you were not specific. You said that you wanted capital. So if God gave you one million, is one million not capital? God has answered the prayer. Start jumping up. Uh, you know, someone is saying, Father, I, 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 want, I, want, I want increase in salary. Your salary moves from 8.5 million, moves to 8.6 million by 100,000. You've got an increase. Yes, Question, why are we not specific? I'll tell you the reason why. Most people are not specific because of unbelief. Oh, yes. They don't want to be specific. Like when it doesn't happen, they don't really get, they don't really get to think about it. But Jesus Christ said in Mark chapter 11, he says, whatsoever you desire. Where are my drawings? Do you have my drawings? I, I want to show you something. He said, why is, why is it good to be specific? Jesus is so specific. Why is it good to be specific? Number one, the more specific you are, it helps the image on the inside form. Yeah. You can bring the two of them, yeah. I wanted to just show it to us. Just, just, you can, no, no, not that way. Yeah. Just lift it up. Do you know something? These are two drawings. This, you can't look at this and produce it. You can look at this and produce this. You know why? Because this is an architectural drawing. It has dimensions, it has faces, it's that specific. So, when is that specific? When you pray, your spirit knows exactly how to design it. But when you do this now, we don't even know what you want. We just know, we don't know their houses or their hearts. 
We don't know if it's a mall or something. You have something in mind. When the angels want to walk, they become confused. I'm showing you because the two of them are like houses. But if you say, go and build this right now, I don't know how to build this. Because there's a lot of abstract thing in this. But with this, this very specific, I can see what the house looks like on top. I can see the dimensions here. You are praying for a husband. What kind of husband? Because the man shows up and he says, I don't like this one. But do you know what you like? The reason why is that if you are not specific, what do the angels work with? If you are not specific, what do the angels work with? Because if it's not specific to you, what do angels work with? Angels will just be walking aimlessly. He said, Father, I, 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 I want a woman to marry. I want a woman to marry. What one lady comes in? Not this one. Which one then? So many of us, many of us, we keep praying and God keeps answering those things. But because we're not specific, we think it's unanswered prayers. Meanwhile, God has answered. We can't recognize them because we're not picking them up. You want business capital. Don't say, Father, I want business capital. Why not say something like, Father, I want business capital of 50 million. That's what he wants. Glory to God. Why is it, thank you. Why is it good to be specific? Number one, once something is specific, your faith becomes focused. Oh yeah. Number two, why should it be specific? Once something becomes specific, it helps with recognition. You're able to say, this is what I want, this is what I don't want. When I say car outside, your mind can go in one million places. Your mind can be focused. So Jesus Christ said, when you pray, whatsoever you desire, it, it was a whatever you desire. He said, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, can you be specific? You know, I, I, the prayer points you wrote, I'm taking time to read some of them and pray over them. And when I pray over them, you know, I'm surprised with what I'm asking for. Someone says, I just want God to bless me. What does that mean? Good health can be blessing. Praise God. So now you have good health. Say, I want God to bless you. Yes, bless you already. Because when you say, I want God to bless me, you have put that decision at the discretion of anybody. Is that not true? That's why if you are married and your partner says, what do you want for your marriage? You say, surprise me for your birthday. If you tell your partner, surprise me, whatever you get is a surprise. Praise God. If you want a specific gift, you would tell your partner, honey, I want to go to Maldives. I want to buy business class tickets and $5,000 for, um, for shopping. That's what I want. And because you have asked, if he has the capacity and it's full of love, he will give it to you. But when you say surprise me, ladies and gentlemen, you can't be surprised. So you now eventually see the surprise and you are angry. What are you angry about? Are you not the one that says to surprise you? I tell couples, I say, once your bed is getting close, be jumping hints of the soul. If your father does not ask, maybe somebody like you asking, be jumping hints. Don't make it a difficult job. Ah, things I would love to have. You know, so I have a, two, a wish list. Why do you think that abroad they give you what that list when you want to marry? What's it? Is it a wedding list? A gift registry is what they want. That's why Nigeria, when we wed, there's a room in everybody's room has that wed full of gifts they don't want. Yes or no? Yes. Everybody that is wedded in Nigeria has a room full of gifts that they don't want. Because the gift met no need. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. So, 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 so the third thing is, when the more specific your desire is, the more you release the potential of the human spirit. The more specific it is, the more you release the potential of the spirit. Don't say, I want peace in my marriage. What kind of marriage do you want? Peace is in a lot of levels. I want a marriage when I'm treated this way, when I'm treated this way, when I'm treated this way. I want a business that gives me this amount, this amount, this amount, this amount, this amount. And the last thing that we're going to pray is this. Glory to God. I say glory to God. Let's go back to James chapter 5 verse 16. 
There's something I want to show you from the King James Version. Glory to God. And as we conclude our fast, one of the things we're going to do in this season is this. I'm going to say ahead of time, I'm going to challenge everyone to give a sacrificial seed. And the reason why is that Matthew 6, this is how we fast. Just guys spoke about three things in Matthew 6. It's when you pray, when you fast, when you give. Isaiah 58 says, during fasting, there should be generosity. He says, is it not a time to fast that you release your things to those that don't have? Even the people that Muslims, you notice the Muslims do it a lot. During the Muslim period, there's a lot of giving. Have you noticed that? Because it goes along with the fast. And this is what I'm teaching you. Because the giving is not, it's a principle of sacrifice. And as we conclude our fast today, I'm going to challenge everyone that just step out if you're fasted and do an extra giving. For some people, it will be 1,000 hours. 1,000 hours will be a lot of money to you. Go ahead and do that. Some people, 5,000 or 10,000 will be a lot of money to you. Go ahead and do that. Some people, it will be 100,000. That will be a lot to your 200,000. Go ahead and do that. Some people say 1 million, 2 million. The first time you ever give you 1 million, say, Father, I'm fasting. I'm just doing this today. And because I just want to do a complete fast. And I'm releasing my faith with it. And let me tell you what we're doing as a ministry. In this season, the money we get, one of the significant things we'll do is this. We're going to build a hub all across the city. We're going to start from one and continue. That everyone that starts a business and doesn't have an office can come in and work and go out for free. And people that have things like professional exams, MBA, ACCA, they can come and do that. I'm hoping we'll do one here in Lekki. You know, when I say Lekki, I mean the whole stretch. I mean, we're, I mean, we're going to choose where it's most needed. And, and the reason why is that as we're fasting as a church, we also want to do something. And we can go ahead and put one in Ibadan. And we can go ahead and put one in Abuja. And, you know, the place I think needs it the most is the north. You know, only that we need some strong partnership so that it's not real if you put it there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah, but, but that's what we do when we fast. That's what we do when we fast. In, during the fast, the fast time is a sacrificial time. So we're denying ourselves. Everybody must practice it. Deny yourself. Everyone in this church, all of you watching online, everyone online. Some of you online, will be the first time you'll give $100. Some of you, the first time you'll give $50. Some of you, the first time you'll give $1,000, a $5,000. It will be the time you'll give something. A $10,000 will be the first time. But the principle is this. This is the principle. The same way I'm having mercy in my time of fasting on those I don't have, that God will also have mercy on me. It's a blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. It's not in the amount, because but it's in the sacrifice. And sacrifice means different things to different people. Glory to God. So we're going to close James chapter 5. Can you give me the amplified version as we pray? James chapter 5. So remember as we pray today, my prayer is based on what? My prayer is based on what? Righteousness. Number two, they must have what? Specific outcome. Number three, my prayer must be heartfelt. Look at heartfelt. It says, confess your faults one to another, your sleeves, your false faults and offenses and sins, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. Then it says something else. It says, the earnest... Then in case you don't understand what the old English word means, he puts in bracket what NX is. He said what? The heart what? Felt. Why am I saying this? People always ask that, how come you guys are loud when we pray? That's the thing. We never say pray loud. That's not our intention. But what happens in prayer, this is how we become loud. Sometimes there is an intensity that goes on the inside. And that intensity begins to grow in magnitude. And without us being conscious, we begin to explode in volumes because our heart is feeling something. When people don't pray with their heart, it's called vain prayer, vain worship. Their prayer are offered with their mouth, but their heart is disconnected. God says, that kind of prayer doesn't work. The kind of prayer that works is heartfelt. Any prayer that cannot touch you cannot touch God. Any prayer that cannot touch you cannot touch God. Why? The place of prayer is within. Prayer is not about mouth, it's about heart. 
Because once your heart is disconnected from your prayer, your prayer doesn't hit the ceiling. How we pray, how our heart is full of something. Sometimes when our heart is full, listen to me, we just begin to burn with passion. It's heartfelt prayer. I'm telling you, sometimes in those prayers as you're praying, maybe you're praying for a friend or brother, you will find hot tears coming down your eyes. It's not as though you plan to cry, but there's passion. There's passion. You're praying for your sister, you're praying for your son, you're praying about someone that is sick on the hospital bed. There's passion. It's not the kind of prayer I say, eh, Father, I just give you praise. You know, just praying without thoughts. James told us how to pray. And the reason why some prayer never work is this. Some prayers are not heartfelt. It can be mouthful and not heartfelt. What's mouthful? So loud, but so disconnected. Did you notice Anna? Anna was praying. The Bible says her words were faster than her mouth. Eli thought she was drunk. Eli said, get away, put away your drunkenness. And I said, I'm drunk, but not pan wine. He said, my heart is talking. That's why my mouth cannot contain it. He said, the words are coming out faster than my mouth had felt. He said, let's pray about marriage. You Heavenly Father, you know, you know all those things. I'm not talking about the accent. I'm just saying that, is it heartfelt? You know, some people pray when they want to pray, they look for big words. To our, to, the, to our magnificent, majestic, incredible, and uncomprehendable un- God. Listen to me. If that's where you speak, that's okay. But when you reach after prayer, you forget English. It's what is comfortable you used to pray. Are you getting me? Yes. Sometimes when you want to pray, li- listen to me. Look, look at me, everybody. When you want to pray, you remove shoe. What is shoe? You remove shoe. You take, you put shoe somewhere. Ah. Yabaneka baya. And Panega, they, they say, Why you don't want any? What, what, you see, when I want to pray, you think I'm going well, out just like this. We can, see, we have to just like this to look presentable. This is not the way we pray because whatever we're praying ha- has to be soaked. Ah, the reason why that this we know, see, there are prayers of conversation, that's what I'm talking about. But there are prayers you want to cause a change. You are fighting for your contract, especially say they, they are pulling the contract with you. You say, Let's go, let's enter closet, let's put. Forgive my dialect. Have you heard Ojuolomoto? You are taking them there. There's a place called Ojuolomoto. You are taking them there. You take them there. Are you here? You come back from the hospital. Doctor said that we're sorry, madam. You uh, you, you have blood fallopian tube. We say, doctor, that's okay. It's not the time you now come and say, honey, I have blood fallopian tube. What is that kind? What will honey do? Honey can't do anything. You enter closet. You enter closet. This time around is heartfelt prayer. It's heartfelt prayer. It's heartfelt prayer. It's heartfelt prayer. So I was saying, you, you know, I'm not so passionate. That's why I don't express things. But when you watch Aston Man, you are passionate. You are not serious. You are not serious. They said, Let, let's pray about your marriage. You say, you know, it's okay, God, if you want to do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, you don't do it. Ha, my bride, my sister, you better say what's in your heart. <laughs> you better say what you mean. The principle of prayer is this it works with heartfelt. When prayer are heartfelt, they have more results. I'm not saying he must be loud and boisterous when you pray. The reason why people get loud and boisterous is that they, it's not simply you're planning, I'm going to be loud. No, most of the time don't want to pray. Don't want to pray. This is how it works. We just go, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm just going, uh, something, there's just, there's just a travail. There's just a travail. Have you seen men knock down tables and glasses when they're watching football? No man knocks down table and say, they are going to play ball today, I will break the table. No man does that. But, the moment of action when there's that corner kick that your thoughts will be a goal and that thing just went and you almost lost the goal but miraculously because of another person the goal just uh, the guy will just say hey he's like boom the table just break the same thing the spirit as you are praying you can see it working it out you can work it out you are working out the job you are working out the breakthrough you are working out the contract you are working out and as you are praying you just feel that corner moment ah, yeah, 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 yeah. at that moment you say yay everybody was going on hey there's just a release in the spirit his heartfelt moments his heartfelt moments 
That's just a release. That's just a release that moment. Ah! Everybody, what happened? We just entered somewhere. There was just a goal in the spirit. There was just someone just caught in the spirit. It was just a moment. And let me tell you something. That moment happens to everyone. But you need to align yourself. Some of you are so cultured. I know someone that I, there was someone I saw as he was praying. The prayer, God actually. Like, you know, it, because it was a lady, you know, very, very English lady. Because I should not be praying that way. Don't you know me? Uh-uh. Let's go. Let's go. See, I'm teaching you. It says the heart felt. It says, it says there's a prayer. Let's see the heart felt prayer of a righteous man. Continue. It says, makes what? Makes what? What makes it available? I felt. I felt. This is what it looks like. I bought this perfume for you. This perfume is almost empty. You see? Some things are coming out. I don't know if you can say it. Some things are coming out. But it's not coming out again. Why is it not coming out again? Because it's not that full. Once it's not inside, it can't come out. Once it's not inside, it can't come out. It needs to be full. But once it's full, your pressure will be pop out. Once it's full, before you pray it, I pray it in. Let it hard before. So when you get to a place of prayer, you release it. Some of you are trying to push out power. Some of you are trying to push out power. Just a minute. Oh wow. Can you help me with that? Wow. Anybody else that has an empty perfume bottle? Some people put it in their back to look good. <laughs> look at this. The bottle is empty. It's like literally empty, just here. If you want to push our power, look at it. Because the heart is not full, you can't push out the power. That's why it's difficult to truly pray about what you're not connected to. Because your heart, it doesn't move you. That's why it's difficult to pray about what you're not connected to. But once your heart is full, it, the power will start oozing out. Don't pray out of worry. Don't pray out of fear. Pray from a place of the fullness of the word. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Are you ready? We're going to pray. Hallelujah. I say we're going to pray. I'm going to give you five minutes. You know we've been fasting. Five minutes. You're going to pray about all the things you want to pray about during this fasting and prayer. About three to five minutes. I'm going to ask the pastor. The, see, let me explain to you. When the pastors come and you see them praying in tongues, the reason why they pray in tongues is this. Is because, but they don't pray in tongues. Whatever they're praying about personally, you don't get to know. So they just pray in tongues. That's what, It's easy that way. You know, that kind of thing. Some of you are praying about marriage. Some of you are praying for a contract, about a health issue, about all those things. Just go ahead and pray. Are you ready? Let's go ahead and pray in Jesus' name. Yeah, let's go ahead and pray in Jesus' name. Let's go ahead and pray in Jesus' name. Let's go ahead and pray. Let's go ahead and pray in Jesus' name. Let's go ahead and pray. Let's go, 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 let's go
In Jesus' name we pray. Brothers and sisters, today is the 19th day of our fast. Jesus said, this can't go at no but by fasting and prayer. Every resistant problem, every repetitive problem, repetitive in your business, repetitive in your issues, in your marriage, in your health, I command it to go now. In the name of Jesus. The cycles of wasted effort is over in your life. That which was not working begins to walk freely. That which was not working begins to walk freely. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Please, please. Tomorrow morning, 6.30 a.m. Join Next Level. This week, join Next Level. It's a final week of the fast. It's important you should join. Set an alarm, set something. It's wonderful to know that Baptist is coming on Tuesday. But more than that, you make that decision for yourself. Because there are some things that will change. And as you pray, begin to pray heartful. Based on righteousness. Glory to God. God bless you can have your sins.